0: Lock Talk Radio
1: To all my people in the struggle You think God's forgotten about you Here's some pain medicine Let's go You in your car You at the house On your job Encourage people. Come on.
2: Why we love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone who's listening. This is Ariel, and this is another broadcast of In My Father's House. And I just love the Lord. I love our guest that is coming today and what he has a message for the body of Christ. And for those who don't even know Christ, the signs and wonders that we're gonna talk about, we both experienced it, we both have continually experienced, and it's and what does that mean? But before we go into the broadcast, I just want to give thanks to Almighty God because He exposes the works of the enemy and we will not give him any place, but we will tell you now and proclaim now, you will not have any rule or reign or a memorial over this broadcast. This broadcast is dedicated to the Lord. So anything that will kind of bring to disrupt, disrupt this flow will not happen. We take authority. We are kings and priests of the Almighty God. We are sons and daughters. We are the manifested sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we dedicate this broadcast to our Father to our Lord and Savior, and to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Open up our eyes, open up our hearts, open up our mouths to speak what you want us to speak, to see what you want us to see, and to reveal in our heart the revelation of Christ. So, Father, I just thank you for this time, and I thank you for this broadcast, because what the enemy meant for evil, God, you're going to turn around for your good. And we decree and declare sevenfold amount of listeners will be listening than ever before. Because when, when, the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up, and we will be raised up and come against him. We will take what he's tried to do, and we will come against him. Because he has to let the captives free. Father, I thank you for every listener that you just open up their minds, their hearts, their spirit to hear, thus saith the Lord. So, Father, I thank you and we just praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Now, today, listeners, we have a returning visitor, friend of mine, co laborer in Christ, John Lowen. John Lowen is a prophet of God, he's been used in evangelism. He is going to talk about signs and wonders and how they're indicators of God's handiwork among us. Now, when Jesus was born, for example, a star over Bethlehem indicated the location of his birth. It was a sign from God. And a sign is something which occurs naturally, such as a shining star. It might be some other naturally occurring event in life which points to God. Now, a wonder, on the other hand, while also pointing to God, does not occur naturally in the world around us wonders cause you to stop and ponder the greatness of our god now john lowen has seen uh, and has seen appearing around him on numerous occasions signs and wonders gold particles and he is going to talk about that and so without further ado i want to bring on john lowen good morning john or good afternoon john how are you doing good.
0: Yeah, good, Ariel. Good to uh, be with you on this broadcast. Good to uh, really just uh, give glory and honor to God. So I'm uh, looking forward to what the Lord's going to do as we just uh, talk about the subject, Signs and Wonders.
2: Signs and Wonders, that's right. And one thing I feel led to br- to start off is we're going to have the Aaronic, um Benediction, which usually is at the end of a program, but I want to bless this program. And I love this um, piece that I have found, and I'm just going to play this before we begin. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, our Lord, our Savior. Well, today we're going to be talking about signs and wonders, and I just want to um, turn it over to you, John, because whatever's on your heart, I want you to share, and you know how how we talk, because... You know God has done so many different things, and in this in this instance, I have examples, you have examples, and I just think we're just gonna flow like we normally do, and you just share and bring forth sure. what God has on your on on his heart
0: to speak to his people absolutely. you know I think one of the first thing things I'd like to really um highlight is the fact that signs and wonders the the Bible itself is a book of signs and wonders and I don't think that um since we're addressing a spiritual topic um we can really um talk about the Bible outside of mentioning the fact that miracles, signs and wonders just flow throughout this book. And um you know, we live in a world in which uh sight kind of um an understanding drives what we do and you know, our future, how we plan and everything. You know, we kind of plan by the visible. Well, signs, what they are is they're like um, a visible representation of the invisible realm, of the spiritual realm. And so one of the reasons why signs are so powerful is because they bring the spiritual element, that is to say God, and and, and the realm in which he lives, which is the spirit realm, the invisible realm, what signs do, signs and wonders do, is they bring that realm Into the visible, so because as human beings we are, we are kind of we're energized, we're we're we're, we we run according to our sight. You know, it's important and it's powerful when this invisible realm of God, the spiritual realm, all of a sudden comes into our uh, dimension, which is the visible, and makes itself. Very, very clear And so that's why science is so powerful It almost causes, let's say An average person like you or or myself You know, we're just going along And, you know Driving along, let's say, the road Or or we're just, you know, living our average life And all of a sudden this sign This this, um, visible uh, representation of the invisible Just comes right into our life And it says, you know, we have no choice But to either you know, acknowledge it Or to do something which is even worse Which is just to disregard it And it's like saying You know, because of, let's say It's hardness of heart You know, which is uh, Where we would just turn away Even though very clearly God has spoken to us And that's also a very dangerous condition But but yeah, so we're going to look in at, at some of these signs And how God uses signs as As a way of drawing us To himself you know, uh, the Bible is very clear About what God's God's heart is God, God loves us, God loves humanity But because of um, The fallen condition Of humanity uh, You know, man isn't always ready to receive God Because of, you know, certain Issues that people deal with You know, we have hardness of heart We have, we have sin issues, we have selfishness issues All these different things that, that Are pulling on us and, and trying to take us Away from God uh, yeah. You know God will, mm-hmm. in his love and in his mercy, intervene with signs and wonders to draw us back to himself.
2: Amen. Do you have a one that comes up to mind right now?
0: That is, well, that is. you know, Kathy, you know, I'm, I'm, I call you Kathy because let me just <laughs> use your, your radio name, Ariel, because I've known you in the past as Kathy. But let me just mention one that happened last night. And, you know, because I think as we're walking with the Lord, signs and wonders will become just a, Um, part of our lives you know and last night we were praying at our house and a couple of the people you know wanted prayer for their um conditions they had a couple of uh conditions that needed healing one was in the knees the other was in the stomach and so we agreed to pray you know I put oil on my hands and then I had no sooner put the oil on my hands than I felt Actually, the power of God began to flow out of my hands without me even touching these two people, and I just began to proclaim their healing. And in the spirit realm, I felt like God was already healing them without me doing anything. So, at that point, I said, as I saw them being healed, I said, "How do you feel?" And the one person with a stomach issue felt 100 that all their pain was gone, and then the other person had a problem in their knees. I said, well, see how your knees feel. And she got on her knees, and, you know, her knee condition was, was healed. So,
2: Amen. You're,
0: you're, I mean, how, how can a man, you know, frail flesh and blood, heal anybody? We cannot. But God can. And so that was like a sign. And, and signs manifest themselves in a variety of ways. One of them is in miracles. Miracles are like instantaneous healings. So that would have been... Uh, for example, that would have been a a, a miracle, you know, that just manifested itself even last night. And and I think it's important to understand that when we talk about signs and wonders, we're always talking about something that will point people to God, that will point people to, um, you know, worshipping Him, worshipping His greatness, worshipping His ability to do what is impossible to man. So, so signs are something that comes straight from God, and, and what they do is they touch people in a way or they point people uh, toward God.
2: Well, you know, when you were speaking this morning, I was really drawn to Acts, and, you know, I truly believe that the church um, in these days is going to be more and more like Acts, where... They're going to be men and women of God being used by God to perform. And well, we don't perform it. We're just the instruments that God uses. But I just want to read in Acts 2:22. It says, "You men of Israel, hear these words: Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you know as ye yourself also know." acts two forty three says and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles acts four thirty by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that the signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child jesus acts five twelve and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people acts six eight and Stephen, full of faith and power did great works and miracles among the people. And as you said, signs and wonders rep- refer to the powers and miracles as the instrument that God is confirming the use of supernatural activities beyond our limited knowledge and comprehension to prove his point. And, they, and it also shows the authority that the apostles that are sent by God, direct sent by God, such as Stephen, was used to heal people who were sick beyond current medical knowledge and this was an authentic witness and proof of God and signs never do like you said you know they don't bring attention to the person themselves or the human right, right. but it's to point to Christ point to the work of Christ point to God and in, and you know when i think of the the sign for myself, and this was right before I became a believer. And it's not just for believers. Signs and Wonders are to point you to make you say, whoa, this can't happen. And you know this because you edited my first book, Be Made Whole. And one of the things that made me start really questioning a real God, I mean, I went through, you know, going to church like everyone else. But, you know, I didn't have a, a relationship with God was when I knew that God could fix a car and a and a born-again believer just said, let's pray for your car to be fixed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But it did. It worked that day. I asked for that day. The car worked that day. It didn't work the next day. That was a sign. And that pointed Uh me toward Jesus.
0: Absolutely. And I think in our last broadcast, uh, and some of the listeners may have listened to our last broadcast, we talked about uh God's prophetic call in the nation of France and and our involvement my nation, my involvement as well as your involvement uh, in terms of various missionary trips we've made over there I shared uh, on that broadcast the story of about how um I had asked God for a miracle early in my Christian walk just to confirm you know that he was God and I had asked him basically to uh send a butterfly not just any butterfly I asked him for a morning cloak which is a specific type of butterfly to land on a branch in front of me. I was in the Midwest in southern Minnesota and, and have that have that uh morning cloak land on that branch, a specific branch, specific butterfly at a specific time, and God answered all those uh three conditions. And and that obviously was also a, a sign because it pointed me to God. It pointed me to the reality of who God was. Signs point somewhere. Signs point in a direction if you're driving on a on a street, signs will point you to where you need to go, and so signs point people in a given direction. And there's a then there's also a, a category of signs which is called wonders, which which make you wonder, it make you make you think. It's like wow, you know, because they they don't occur naturally um, on this earth. And um, I'm reminded of a woman that I saw in uh, I've seen in. Couple different occasions at a at a camp in Ashland, Virginia, called Calvary Pentecostal Tabernacle. And by the way, the winter camp uh, starts tomorrow for for listeners who are interested in in get, receiving a touch from God. And, and and that camp will last through the um, almost through the end of February, through the four, uh, third week in February. But um, I was at the camp there, and I saw this lady. She was from Brazil, and uh, she had an unusual manifestation of what would be called a wonder. Again, a wonder is something that does not occur naturally on this earth, and um, gold dust, gold gold particles, like small fine dust particles, um, would fall from her hair, almost like uh, divine dandruff. I don't know how to describe it, but it was. But they're actually gold particles, and uh, so when she would pull out her Bible, these gold particles would actually fall in the Bible. Now. What made this a sign from God is that she was not pointing to herself. In other words, she was not saying, look at me, look at this great gift that I have, you know, I'm something wonderful. God had given her this gift to point people to Jesus. And so signs and wonders point people to God, and Jesus points people to God, and Jesus is God's way to redeem mankind because Jesus, through the cross of Calvary, uh, was obedient to the Father and uh, reversed the curse brought on mankind uh through the original sin in the garden and um alleviated, brought about the redemption of that of that sin and and is God's approved way so that men can be saved, so that men don't have to suffer eternal uh punishment and damnation in hell. God loves people and as they give their lives to Jesus Christ, as they acknowledge their need of a savior, as they acknowledge that they're sinners then God, in his mercy, reveals the way, which is Jesus Christ, and as they give their heart as an individual, and you've done it, I've done it, you know, everybody has to go the same route. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, yellow, any color in the rainbow. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. We all have to go through that same door. Jesus said, I am the way, Mm -hmm. the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So there's one way to the Father, and that's by Jesus Christ. So all these signs and wonders are a way of pointing people to salvation because God in his love and in his infinite mercy doesn't want people to die, doesn't want people to perish. So, um, and, and you can just, you know, stop me whenever you feel <laughs> appropriate, but no, no. one of the ministers that has particularly walks in these giftings of signs and wonders is the minister of the evangelist. Now, the reason God often gives evangelists, signs and wonders, is because this particular ministry is called to draw people into the kingdom. And uh, you find read about that particular ministry also in the book of Acts. You, you pulled out a few scriptures earlier, but in the Acts there was a man by the name of Philip. And Philip, it, it says he uh, went to uh, a city uh, called Samaria, and um, the Bible says that... Uh, He did many signs and wonders. And um, through those signs and wonders, you know, people were drawn to the kingdom. And that ministry of the evangelist continues today. So God uses these signs and wonders to draw people to himself. And these signs can include miracles. These signs can include, you know, uh, manifestations of gold dust, like we uh, was just telling you about this person from Brazil. Her name was Silvania. This manifestation of signs and wonders can... um, include a variety of things. And um, I'll just share a few minutes just some of the remarkable signs and wonders I've seen just in my own ministry in France. Now, one of the reasons I I think why uh, I've seen so many signs and wonders in France is because France is largely an unreached nation. There's still many, many unbelievers. People have never really come to the reality of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So I remember once uh, on my most recent trip over there, 2011, we were um ministering to this lady who had recently been been saved born again, and uh she wanted to have her house cleansed. She knew that there were certain idols and statues and that were attracting spirits which she didn't want in her house, so we were gonna go over there and just do a house cleaning We were gonna you know tell her uh, which items would be better for her to get rid of and uh just pray for her house and just ask the Lord just to you know, keep the evil spirits out and just use the name of Jesus uh, in order to do that. So we were about to leave, and I had bought, um, the previous day I had bought a CD for her because I f- felt it would be a blessing to her. Um, and um, But I only had one copy, and I was a little bit of a concern because it was, you know, very good worship music and um, only had one copy. Well, when she noticed, I was about to pick up the CD God actually multiplied it. There was two CDs. That would be a miracle of multiplication. An identical CD appeared right underneath it. So now I had another copy to either give or keep, however, you know, the Lord led me to, whatever the Lord led me to do. And I also had a copy to give to her. Well, we had left to go to her house. We arrived at her house, and then we were doing the house cleaning. And um, we thought we were done. And then my co-laborer, also his name was John, and he said, Look over there. It looks like there's a a statue of Buddha. Now, if anybody's listening and you come from a Buddhist background, you know, we don't believe that Buddhist people, you know, are intrinsically uh, somehow worse than other people. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all done things that are wrong. But we also know that unless Jesus Christ is lifted up, uh, unless he is made preeminent in our belief system, we do not have the assurance of salvation. So because of that, we knew that we would have to re- remove this small little idol. Well, as we went over there, we found that his head was already broken off. And what was interesting about that is the lady said, no, she had never even touched that little idol. So it was like God had su- kind of sovereignly indicated his preeminence over this form of idolatry, you know, when, when the head of that idol broke, broke off. And, and God has just allowed me to see many other signs and wonders as well. In France, I remember once I was up near Amiens. Amiens is, is north of Paris. I was painting a room with a brother. We were using oil-based paint, which is very smelly. And we were listening to worship music, and we were worshiping the Lord. And as we were painting, I smelled this very sweet fragrance. And I thought maybe somebody was drawing their laundry mm-hmm. and had those, those perfumed sheets of uh, uh, drying sheets in the dryer, you know, giving out that really nice smell. So I went downstairs. I didn't see anybody doing their laundry. So I was a little bit uh, perplexed, didn't really know what was going on. Um, So we just continued to paint and listen to the worship music. Well, a few minutes later, that smell came back, and then we realized, wow, this is the fragrance of the Lord. And actually, God, through Jesus Christ, was manifesting His beautiful fragrance to us as we were working. And uh, yeah. another incident I uh, occurred to, when I was in France. I was visiting a friend's house, and um, I was staying in a in a bedroom. And when I woke up in the morning, right at the foot of the door, there was a small diamond. It was uh, maybe quarter of a carat. Actually, not really small. It was moderately sized, and um, it was just like God had sent a little token of His um, presence and deposited it right at the foot of the door, entrance into that bedroom. So, um, you know, other signs and wonders. Um, by the grace of God, one one night, just before I was going to go out and witness the next morning, the Lord, as I was praying at around 2 in the morning, took, actually took me up to heaven, showed me a vision of heaven, showed me the house that he had prepared for me. Even as the Bible says, you know, behold, I have prepared a place for you. You know, in my house are many, many mansions. Mm-hmm. And God has prepared for everybody who puts their trust in him a place, a home in heaven, and by His grace, He showed me that place that He had prepared for me. So, I always call, you know, France kind of the land of signs and wonders, where God really manifests Himself in a powerful way, because He wants people to be saved, and He'll use any method, including signs and wonders, in order to draw people unto Himself. And that's mm-hmm. the main reason He uses signs and wonders, is because He wants people to be saved.
2: And saved and also encouraged, because as you were talking, it made me realize how when I was, you know, I was sent out to Hollywood, God sent me. I didn't go on my own, so I knew it was God. I knew that he, what he called me to do, but he doesn't tell, he He orders our steps. He He casts the vision, casts our destiny, but we don't know how those things are going to happen, and I would remember Lying on my um, air mattress in my studio apartment, not knowing how I was going to eat, not knowing how I was going to make the rent, not having a job, but knowing I was called there. And I also, there was a lot of things that had happened spiritually against me um, because you're, you're in a place where there's a lot of warfare because the demons know who you, who you are. And I woke up and there was a feather and God miraculously at times would give me a feather. It would just come out of nowhere and there were different types of feathers, some white, some even spotted, some golden, and it was a sign saying I've got you. I'm here and you know, you are you're you're on the right course. So that encouraged me. It t- truly encouraged me. Um I remember also um, when I talk about a, a, a sign and a wonder, I remember watching television uh, right when President George Bush was elected, and this was secular television here in you know Washington D.C. and and they're interviewing this this guy, which I realized was a prophet of God, but they didn't know who he was, and they said, "Wait a minute, Secret Service know who you are. They know that you penetrate the the." Of surrounding security, how is it you're able to talk to the president of the United States with nobody seeing you? And he just said very calmly, he says, because God blinds their eyes. And that, and the man couldn't. He says, what do you mean blind? He says, he literally blinds us so they can't see me. And there's scripture reference of that. Remember when Jesus walked through the crowd and they didn't know he had walked through the crowd. As a, That was a sign. Also, when I was in Jerusalem, that wonder happened to me when I was with a group of people and we were ministering to this um, homeless man. And later on that evening, the same group of people was telling me about ministering to this man. And I said, what are you talking about? I was there. And they just all looked at each other and said, no. And they started talking about, remember when we were here and when the group went on and you went on with the group because it was just us. I went, no, I was there. And then it dawned on me, God had blinded their eyes to show you that God can do things. And, and he makes us a sign to say, you know, there's a reason why, you know, that that these signs and wonders come about to show God has, you know, you can't put God in a box. And and Jesus said, and these things you shall do more than I did. So he even shows us believers that signs and wonders follow those who are being led by God. And I know you've had gold dust. I've had gold dust. I've been through maybe, um, I remember when it would manifest on me, it would be when there was something very strong spiritually happening. And I would just go to the mirror, not looking for anything, and I'm like, what is this? And it's a it's a fleck of gold dust. And it's like, okay. So, again, it's like you, you don't look for signs because it says right. in the last day, and I want you to address this too, that there are going to be, you know, people that are going to manifest signs, going to make signs happen, and people are going to go, ooh, this must give me God. So in that, can you also address the um, – what will uh, what you sense? How can people discern when there's signs yeah. coming from false,
0: well, false? Sure. Well, one of the things the Bible is very clear about, you know, uh, is that indications of of who are believers and who are not believers. You know, um, Jesus said, "By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another." So one of the signs of uh, a true Christian is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the Bible says in Galatians 5, uh, verses 22 and 23, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and then self-control. So, when a person is walking in the fruit of the Spirit and exhibiting the signs, you know, of the Lord, then you can, this would be an indication that this person is actually Manifesting legitimate signs from heaven You know yeah. So there's there's also this element of peace And I know you walk in a lot of discernment So if, if let's say you're around somebody And there's something Let's say it's troubling your spirit Or there's just like an uneasiness Or an unrest in your spirit And this person is You know manifesting some form of a sign Or a wonder Then you know you shouldn't just assume That that sign or that wonder is from God but you should rather, the Bible says, um, to test the spirits, mm-hmm. you know, to see if they are from God. So that would be a, a case where you'd probably want to, you know, go before the Lord and just, you know, ask God. And, and, and through other people or through the Bible or through his spirit speaking to your spirit, he'll, he'll let you know whether uh, what you um, witnessed was actually a sign and a wonder from him. Because, like you said, there are there are also lying signs and wonders. We don't put our sure. hope In signs and wonders, we put our hope in God. Signs and wonders are one of the ways, not the only way by any means, but one of the ways that God uses to draw people to himself. And In fact, um, just before uh, Jesus uh, went back to heaven, he said to his disciples, he says, "...go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, the order is important. It says these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So these are some of the signs that believers uh, would would do as they went forth Preaching the gospel And then in verse 20 Of the same chapter of Mark 16 It says And they went forth Referring to his disciples And preached everywhere The Lord working with them And confirming the word With signs Again, following Signs following So signs are not uh, Something that We we follow Signs follow those that believe You know, Jesus Jesus uh, Never made signs and wonders a priority Signs and Mm -hmm. wonders were simply Something that followed Those that believed The the ability for a person to walk And to have signs and wonders following them Is faith It's the element, it's the ingredient That brings uh, Almost like um, It's like a magnet for signs and wonders So when you're walking In faith Signs will follow Because God is looking for people to Rise up in faith. God is looking for people to develop a faith walk because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. So as these signs and wonders follow them that believe, it will draw people to God and, you know, God is in an evasion process here. You know, Jesus said repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. It's not... You know, a kingdom of, of of flesh and blood. It's not a kingdom of of force. It's not you know like a military, as we understand military to be. It's it's actually spiritual war where we're not wrestling against um, flesh and blood, but we're actually wrestling against invisible entities who are trying to keep mankind from entering into the fullness of all the good things that God has for them. So signs and wonders are merely one of the tools that God uses to draw men to himself. So we walk by faith as a believer, and then the signs indicating that we are truly sent from God follow them that believe. And and what I really like about this passage in Mark that we were just looking at is that it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. It doesn't say, these signs shall follow them that have a Ph.D. in divinity, does not say these signs (laughs) shall follow them that have, you know, such and such credentials or that they are apostolically endowed with supernatural powers. It says them that believe, you know. And that means that all you have to do is have simple, childlike faith. And God will uh, confirm his favor upon you as you walk by faith with signs following. I'm reminded of a friend of mine, and since I haven't really asked him, I'm not going to mention his name, but this person is a very simple person, but they simply do what they believe God is telling them to do. They're not intellectually endowed with great intelligence and understanding, but they simply do what God says, and this person is almost continually just covered with this gold dust, and, and please, you know, for the for those who are listening on this podcast, I'm not trying to elevate you know, gold dust. It's simply a sign. You know, God is the only one who is to be worshipped.
2: In
0: a sense in a sense God is is is, you know, confirming his favor upon this person because he just does what God says and you know, he's walking in obedience to the Lord. So God is actually doesn't want us to be continually looking for signs. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to just walk as he has commanded us in his word. And as we do, at his choice, you know, one of the things that's very important um, for us to understand is that, um, you know, we're not in control. Uh, Signs and wonders follow those that believe in him, you know, and he's the one who brings the signs and wonders. It's not something we generate, you know. These are signs from God. They're not from human beings. They don't have their source in our strength, you know. Um, the Bible says that His strength is made perfect in our weakness, and often people find that these signs uh, are manifested at the weakest point in their lives. Like you said, to encourage them or to draw other people, and that's why often, you know, when people will will go on fastings, and you know, sometimes they'll fast for periods of times, and then God will, you know, in their weakness, God will send signs and wonders. But again, we're not seeking for the signs and wonders; we're seeking for God. And then, as a token of his um, affirmation on the path that we have chosen to take, then he will send uh, signs and wonders to show, uh, you know, that you know, he is being glorified and that you know he's pleased with, with the path that we are taking. So,
2: amen, amen, amen. Order
0: that we have to understand. Yeah.
2: Well, guest, I want to tell you and caller, uh, please call back and raise and press that one. Um, What we do on this broadcast is definitely it's Holy Spirit-led, and when we have an opening and a time where we can take questions, we will. So um, there was a person, a 910 area code, if you can call back and push that one, we'll bring you in right after um, I play God of Wonders. So if you want to speak to John Lowen or myself, the Call in number is 818 688 5678, and then press the 1.
1: I am 365 names, characteristics, and attributes of God. God of Wonders. I am the God who shows wonders. I am the Lord and my voice is powerful and full of majesty. I am God, nothing is too hard for me. I am God who made all my wonderful works to be remembered. I am God and my glory thunders, I am the spirit of knowledge and understanding, I am the Holy Spirit that moved upon the deep, I am worthy of worship, glorious and incomparable, I am God who makes himself known through visions. I am Dunamis power, I am the giver of all revelation, I am glorious and full of weighty splendor, I am he that ascended to the Father, I am the triune God of Israel, I am God who performs signs. I am God who speaks in night seasons. I am the king of glory. I am he who searches the mind and heart. I am great and greatly to be praised. I am Yah and Yahweh. I am the creator of all true worship I am wisdom I am omniscient I am the Lord who stretches out the heavens I am God who speaks I am Jehovah Rapha your healer I am God Who declares new things before they spring forth. I am the answer of your tongue. I am prophecy fulfilled. Never early, never late. I am God who gives you dreams. I am above all who were thought to be God's.
2: god of wonders. Well listeners, we are have a few more minutes left in the program and again if you want to talk to us the number is 818-688-5678. Except you see signs and wonders you will not believe. You know Jesus does say that sometimes if we go just truly seeking signs You know, we won't believe But he did not negate signs and wonders Because signs and wonders Was um, wrought through him And wrought
0: through the Father oh, but, All
2: from creation So um, Just any more thoughts on
0: Absolutely, yeah I want to just mention a few signs and wonders Because, um, you know, like I said At the beginning of the broadcast The Bible is a book of signs and wonders In the book of Joshua we see how the Son he asked god joshua asked god to so that the sun would stand still so that he could finish his battle and and god responded to his prayer and actually the sun stood still and, and and astronomers even to this day have always wondered why there there seems to be like a day difference in what um would normally uh occur astronomically you know so their calculations are off by about a day and i've heard this from from astronomers and uh and, and really that can be accounted for simply by what uh, happened with Joshua when he was um, fighting in the Old Testament. Hezekiah actually, uh, and, or actually Isaiah, asked uh, uh, God for an even greater sign. He asked that the sun would turn backwards. So actually the sundial, instead of not only standing still, it actually went backwards. And that was another sign. And of course, you know, Jesus turned the water to wine. That would would also be considered mm-hmm. a sign. And a wonder, you know So the Bible is a book of signs and wonders And and God does use signs and wonders To draw people to himself In Indonesia In in the late 60s and early 70s There was a revival And people were walking on water Just to get to the islands You know, to go from one island to the next God actually enabled the believers To walk on water You know, to bring the good news to different islands You know, the, the water As they would take communion Water would be turning into wine um, there was a story of a of a dead man who had been dead for I think three or four days and he was he was already beginning to stink, and the Lord said, "Go around his coffin and just sing this hymn." And they went around the coffin, and after on the eighth time that they went around the coffin singing this hymn, this man sat up in his coffin and he began to preach the gospel. This man who had been dead became alive. So God raises the dead. He does all these signs and wonders today. But, you know, as you were kind of intimating when you uh, talked about uh, signs and wonders, you know, he said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. In other words, there's something greater than just the sign and wonder, and that's the actual faith. Amen. And I want to just take a minute or two just to talk yes. about faith and how, uh, how a, a person can come to have faith and come to actually uh, receive the Lord. You know, there was a... Um, Jewish leader, and his name was Nicodemus, and he came to Jesus, you know, and he says, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God, for no man can do the miracles that you are doing except God would have sent him. And Jesus, rather than uh, responding directly to his his comment, he says, and this is found in the Bible in John chapter 3, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's kind of like he's saying, you know, you're looking at these miracles and these signs and these wonders, but I say there's something greater than that. And and that greater thing that you need is you need to be born again. And, you know, in John chapter 14, in verse 12, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the works these works that I do, greater works than these shall ye do. He said, greater works. And, you know, for the longest time, I was pondering on, like, what what could we do that would be greater than Jesus? Because, you know, Jesus raised the dead. Jesus mm-hmm. healed the crippled, you know. In, in Matthew 15, verses 30 and 31, it says that actually limbs grew out on people. Jesus did amazing miracles. He says, greater works than these shall you do. And I believe, at least I got an answer that satisfied me, what we can do. That Jesus couldn't do is we can lead somebody to the cross. We can lead somebody to salvation. And I think that's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. He's saying unless your spirit is regenerated, unless you are transformed in your heart, you cannot go to heaven. He was he was getting at the crux of the matter. He says, don't look at these signs and these wonders. They're not an end in themselves. A sign points to something. And these signs that I'm doing, they're pointing to a greater truth, and that is that you can have a new spirit and a new heart, and you can be born again. So what I'd like to do in, in the next few minutes is just give listeners an opportunity to be born again, like Jesus said, to be saved, to receive salvation, which is really, I believe, the greatest sign and wonder. It's one of those greater works that Jesus was talking about. And as we give our heart to the Lord, as you invite Jesus into your heart, what happens is that old nature, the nature that wants to sin, the nature that wants to do evil is transformed. You know, in the book of um, Jeremiah, it talks about how God will give you a heart of flesh, In the book of Ezekiel also talks about how God gives you a heart of flesh. God will put a new spirit inside of you. So even these uh, prophets of the Old Testament were prophesying the day when God would actually put a new heart and a new spirit inside of you and he'd create a new um, uh, relationship in in your life so that you would be able to live a life that's pleasing to God. And that comes through the born-again experience. And basically what I like to tell people is that being born again it's as easy as A, B, C. A, you acknowledge. You acknowledge that you've sinned. The Bible says all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. That means not a single person outside of Jesus Christ himself can ever say that they lived the perfect life on his earth. B, is you believe. You believe that God loved you. You believe that God has a plan for your life. You believe that God loved you enough to give his most precious precious possession, his very son, to die on the cross for your sins. So that you could be in relationship with him. Jesus took your place on the cross. He was your substitute. He took your place. You deserve to die. I deserve to die. Because of the evil that we had done. But Jesus took our place. He became our substitute. So believe that he took your place on the cross. That his um, sacrifice was sufficient. So that you can have a relationship with God. And then the third thing you do is you confess. See, you confess. You confess that Jesus did what he did He died on the cross He rose again He's alive today Because death had no power over him On the third day he rose from the from the dead And today he's alive And he's praying for you He's making intercession for you He's looking for everyone Who has never made this commitment To make this commitment Because it's the most important decision Anyone can make And that's why Jesus said This is a greater work Because you're actually Giving yourself An opportunity to have eternal life eternal life in heaven with God, you're giving yourself an opportunity to have your sins forgiven. Those weights, those chains, the heaviness that you've been feeling, you're allowing that part of your old nature to be removed so that God can take off those grave clothes. He can take off the heaviness, the sorrow, the sadness, the weeping, the pain, the torment, the issues, the addiction. He can break those things. And he can give you a new life And that's what Jesus said I am come That you might have life And that you might have it more abundantly So I would like to give Listeners An opportunity To invite Jesus Christ Into their hearts So that they can receive This new birth that Jesus was talking about When he talked to Nicodemus Thank you Father Yes So if you're out there right now, and you've been listening to this message, and you say, that's me, I would like that new birth. I'm feeling tormented, I'm feeling heavy, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling like I'm missing something in life, there's like a vacuum in my heart, I need Jesus, I need fulfillment. I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning. I need to have my sins forgiven. If you fall into any of those categories, you say, I need to know God. I don't know who God is. I need to have a relationship with God. I don't, am I not in relationship? You might be from a Muslim background, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're doing good works, but you do not feel the peace of God. You feel tormented. You're praying five times a day, but your prayers, it's like they're not reaching God. Well, God, I believe, sent me today to allow you to actually have a relationship with a God who loves you and a God who will give you fulfillment and peace. I want to say a short prayer for you, and after I pray, then I'm going to invite you to pray with me to invite Jesus into your heart. So, Father God, I just thank you for each one of these listeners, God. Jesus, touch their hearts. Lord, touch their hearts and prepare each one of them God, each one who has cried out to you, each one who is looking for truth, each one, God, who desires a relationship with you, Jesus, touch them right now and prepare their hearts to receive you. God, I ask this prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
2: Amen. That's
0: you. That's you, listener. Uh, Ariel, if it's all right, I would just like to lead them in a prayer. Would that be oh, all right? Oh yes, oh yes, that's right. This is, this
2: is, the, I love this. I love how the the Spirit of the Lord is moving, and you you have uh, several minutes, so to do what is definitely needed to do right now. Okay, thank you. So we're
0: you. just gonna pray. And listener, if if this was you and you and you heard uh, what we've been sharing in this broadcast, and you want to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. You want to have the assurance of eternal life in heaven, and you want to have a relationship with God. I would like you to pray these words with me. Just say them out loud. Say these words. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you so much, thank you so much for, dying on the cross
2: for dying on the
0: cross for my sin. For my sins. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. In need of a Right
2: now, Jesus. right now,
0: Jesus, come into my heart, come into my forgive, heart. Me my forgive me of my sins, wash, me. wash cleanse me. me, cleanse me, and make me whole. And make me whole. Right, now, Jesus. right now, Jesus, I invite you to be, you to be my, Lord
2: my Lord
0: and my Savior and my Savior. I will serve you, Jesus. I will serve you, Jesus. all the days of my life.
2: All the days
0: of my life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. For this new life.
2: For this new life.
0: You're giving me, You're giving me. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Now if you just said that prayer, something very miraculous just occurred. The title of this broadcast has been Signs and Wonders, and something akin to a sign and a wonder, something miraculous has just occurred in your life. God has given you a new heart. God has given you a new spirit. Jesus has come to live inside of you. He's changing that nature. He's taken away that old nature. He's given you a new heart. He's given you new desires to know him and to walk with him. And I would encourage you just to do a few things. I would encourage you, first of all, if you don't have a Bible, I would encourage you to find a Bible. Get a Bible. You can order them online. You can order them through Amazon or any of the large uh, retailers online. Get yourself a good Bible and a version that you can understand. Or if you already have a Bible, use it. Get it off the shelf, wherever it might be sitting. Read a few chapters every day. I like to encourage people to... Read Psalms and Proverbs right in the middle of the Bible. And then also read from the book of John. Try to read at least three chapters a day in the Bible. Talk to God on a regular basis, daily. Talk to Him. That's called prayer. Develop a relationship with Him. And then third, find a good Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church where they teach the Word of God, where the Bible can become clear to you and you can come to know God through His written Word, the Bible. That's it. I want to congratulate you for taking this step of faith and inviting Jesus into your heart. There's nothing more important that you could have done, and there's nothing more powerful for your future. So congratulations, and God bless you. I just want to say a short prayer for you. Father, for everyone that has invited Jesus into their hearts, God, I pray that you would watch over them, Father. I pray that you would keep them from harm, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would help them in their relationship with you. I pray that they would grow in you, Heavenly Father. And I pray, God, that they would be kept safe from the evil one, that you'd station your angels around about them, God. Bless them and help them to grow, to know you better day by day. And I ask this, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen, John. And, you know, as another sign of God sending you, I feel that... You are to also pray in French and any other language as
0: you can for Absolutely. the last few, few minutes. Absolutely, we'll start with French, Father. Père, je te remercie parce que pour tous ceux qui qui t'ont uh, offert uh, leur vie, Seigneur, que tu les tu les um, protèges, Seigneur, que tu les guides, tu les soins, uh, soigne, Seigneur, que tu uh, Sois leur euh, enseignant, Seigneur, leur professeur spirituel, Seigneur. Que tu sois tous euh, dont ils ont besoin, Seigneur. Je te remercie pour leur vie. Seigneur, envoie tes anges pour les garder, pour les protéger, Seigneur. Seigneur Dios, te dis gracias para à tous ceux qui reçu ce jour. Seigneur, que tes anges Seigneur, les protègent Seigneur y que tus espíritus, Señor, los llenan, Señor. Te digo gracias, en el nombre de Jesucristo. Amén y Amén. Aleluya. Aleluya. Praise you.
2: Thank you so much for being here today, John. Father, I just thank you for John and bless him a hundredfold. Listeners, this has been another great broadcast. We'll see you next time. And John... How can they get in touch with you if they want to?
0: Okay. One of the ways that you can reach me is through my P.O. Box. And let me give that to you real quickly. It's P.O. Box 792, Atlanta, Illinois. Atlanta, Illinois, not Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Illinois, 61723. Let me give it again. Uh, P.O. Box 792, Atlanta, Illinois, 61723. Um also if you desire uh just to send me an email, Johndloen at gmail.com, JohndLowan at gmail dot com. So God bless you, everyone. God
2: bless you. See you next week. To all my people one, in one. the
1: struggle. God bless
2: you, think? you. John? Okay.
1: To all my people in the struggle. You think God's forgotten about you? Here's some pain medicine. Let's go. <laughs> you in your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged move.